I am not always right. Take it from anyone in this household. I am not always right. And that goes double for when I attempt to speculate, even if it's informed speculation. But you know what? I was really right on this one. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. All this time, I'd been sharing with you background, firsthand, personal history that I've had in dealing with agents, in dealing with Major League Baseball, in dealing with the Major League Baseball Players Association, and how and why those experiences, as well as the experience that I had in covering the NHL's lockout in 2004 that resulted in the installation of a salary cap, could inform everything that's happening here. I've shared all of that with you in pieces for months now. And one of the main points that I've been pounding throughout this has been the gross complicity of the baseball media, the national media in particular. And what I've said throughout in attempting to explain a big part of the reason that the national baseball media has been so openly, so obscenely one-sided in its coverage that it refuses to even utilize the term salary cap despite baseball being the only sport in North America that doesn't have one is that the agents are that influential. They really are. I've been there. It's actually a very, very good feeling. They'll feed you stuff. They'll get you information that you could never get from a player, from a team, from a official inside the headquarters or anything like that because agents have their own motives. And as long as they're not lying to you, there's nothing wrong with utilizing that stuff. Trust me, it can be at least a little intoxicating when you're the one breaking all the stories on a beat. Because that's kind of how it goes. And you feel like, yeah, yeah, look at me. And you're building your own brand and maybe even building up your salary because you look like you're the guy in the know. And everybody gets all happy about it. But what happens when it goes too far? What happens whenever the line doesn't just get crossed, it gets obliterated? Because that, my friends, is what has happened through this lockout. And there's never been, over the span of these several months, a more powerful, more visible sampling of that than what happened to ESPN's Jeff Passan yesterday. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. I've shared this before. I like Jeff. I've never had a negative experience with Jeff. In fact, the times we've communicated have actually been both pleasant and professional. There's zero anything personal here with what I'm about to express. But Jeff has been ESPN's lead reporter, underscore the word reporter, throughout this process. He's been the one entrusted to break the news, to analyze the news, and then, per their methodology, to get on TV and discuss his reporting. And yet, his reporting, particularly his social media material, has been outrageously one-sided, not even attempting to hide it. And then the other day, he appeared on a podcast and said this. It's it's a night after a 16 and a half hour long negotiating session that ended at I don't even know what hour because I was hopped up on due. And, <laughs> and I, I looked at the offer the next morning and I texted a few players and I texted a few agents and I I said I said to all of them, are you really going to take this sandwich? Now, on the version of the podcast that made it out to the public, those 29 seconds were deleted by ESPN. Turned out to be a pretty good move. However, however, <laughs> that stuff always, always, always comes to the surface if enough people want it to. And it did, yesterday. And it made it out onto Twitter. And it made it out onto the rest of social media. And then from there, it made it into the New York Post, as did Passan's apology, saying, saying, and now I'm quoting directly, ESPN and fans rightfully expect me to be objective. And my record shows I'm extremely committed to representing all sides of a story. In this instance, I fell short of that standard. In this instance was his choice of terminology there. You can't find one tiny microscopic instance of his having portrayed any semblance of objectivity. Through this entire thing, he has been pro player, pro player, pro player. And the more he got away with it, the more people who don't understand how journalism work cheered him on. Yeah, Jeff, go get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more he felt empowered and then he took it way too far. And as often happens in our business, you get cut down to size. It happens to absolutely everyone. Now, understand here, please, this isn't about my taking umbrage to which side he chose. I've said again and again and again on this show, the only side I've taken is that of the salary cap system, because I believe that can make the biggest difference in making baseball fair again, 
and a whole heck of a lot more fun and engaging for people in places like Pittsburgh. On this show, I've laid out reasons why a cap system would benefit the owners and why they should support it, stick by it, even if that means locking the players out for a couple of years. And I've also gone out of my way even more passionately at times to attempt to illustrate why the players would benefit more than anyone from the cap system. But they're being held back by an agent who has them just wrapped around his finger and believing in free markets and open enterprise and let the Dodgers spend more. And if the Dodgers spend more, they'll just kind of pull everybody else up with them, even though no such thing has taken place. And in fact, the reverse has taken place. And players are now making a smaller percentage of the owner's money than they ever have. And 10% lower than they are in the three cap sports. That's my side. That's the stance that I've taken as a columnist. That does not mean that I can come to you as a journalist and give you nothing but one side of the story. I've been talking about owners' positions that I like and don't like, players' positions that I like and don't like, most of them related to the cap system that I really do like. But this, this what happened with Passan, this is the classic case of getting way, way, way too close, too comfortable with one side of the subject matter. By the way, know who represents Passan, meaning his agent? That's right, someone inside the Scott Boris Corporation. When we come back, just one question. comes from John Banahaski, who asks, is Jeff Passan being paid by Scott Boris? Wow. That's, that's pretty powerful. That's a heck of a concept to be broaching. My firm answer on that is that I have no idea. My second, not nearly as firm answer would be, I really hope not. But I'm also quite comfortable stating that if that's your representation, and for anybody who doesn't know what the Boris Corporation is, Scott's the lead agent there, but there's a bunch of agents that work under him. And again, I know this because whenever I was covering the Pirates full time and the Boris Corporation had a handful of the Pirates players under their umbrella, I would deal with different people who would represent those players. Usually the lesser guys would go to some newer agent in the house, and that would be the person I'd go to. And I'd go straight to them. But there was never any misunderstanding as to who the actual agent was. Ultimately, everybody in that house was represented 
by the Boris Corporation, and in turn, by Scott Boris. So a couple of months ago, when Passan broke the story, big exclusive, that Carlos Correa was switching agents and he was going to Boris, I mean, you kind of hold your nose a little bit, you know, because you know where that came from. Is there anything super wrong with that? Not really. Not really. The national writers and reporters, uh, whether they're multimedia or not, tend to get multi-year contracts, and they have agents negotiating them. You've heard some of the dollar figures for the NFL TV analysts that have just gone completely off the books. Well, this isn't in that range, but it's still a pretty significant amount of money and commitment and all that other stuff. And so they choose representation with which they're familiar. And that, of course, is the agents they've been dealing with for years anyway. So he gets this story. Do you think anybody at ESPN is going to go, no, you know what, Jeff, we're not comfortable with you running that Korea story because of your connection. One of our other reporters is going to have to run into that one. Heck no, they're just going to run it. They're just going to run it. And they did. And unapologetically so. But when that agent is the news, when that agent is influencing pretty much the entire process that we're seeing unfold right now, and this reporter is beyond petrified to broach any concept that might be at odds with this agent's thinking, okay, now you're into some darker territory. And then the further shame of this is that the national baseball scene, and I'm not talking about media now, I'm just talking about fans, is so much less informed. You know, say what you want about the stance I've taken, some of the opinions I've expressed, whether I'm too far in this direction or too far in that direction. But at least when you hear it, you don't wonder whether or not, ooh, maybe there's another side to this. This all seems very one-sided. And, and that's, that's not good. That's not good in any kind of dialogue, in any walk of life. And baseball as a sport is all the poorer for it. Because we really should be having a conversation about what to do about the markets like Pittsburgh. And by that, I don't mean giving them handouts and whatever else here. I'm talking about figuring out a system that locks down equitable spending, including forcing the cheapskates that are pocketing money to spend what they should be spending. This isn't about pro-owners or pro-players. It's about trying to make the game interesting again to more people. But we've really, really, really had this whole thing buried by people like Passan and by people who can't see past what influential people like him Right. The sheeple, I guess, if you want to call them that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Travel Pirates. We'll do another one tomorrow. <laughs>